The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, where does that go? Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's an awesome player. You know me, my one wish for the Lions this offseason was to get C.J. Gardner-Johnson, so that's still a possibility yeah. out there. Oh, baby, that's right. It's Chris Sims on Button. We're here, Ahmed Fareed, that psycho Detroit Lions fan. Yes, he is here. That's right. All you got to do is when you listen to this podcast, you ask a question, yeah. and you shall receive. You pray to the you gods. You want Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? No problem. You ask for it on the Chris Sims on Button podcast. You get it. See, Dan Campbell was listening. Yeah. He was like, "Let's li- oh, Ahmed wants it. Let's make them happy. Let's get it done. Now, Ahmed Farid is here in Dyke. Double, double whammy. Detroit Lions hoodie. Got a little zip down to show the gray T-shirt underneath <laughs> and the red pants today. Yeah. Damn. And a matching cancer drink to go along with it. This is a great <laughs> red and I blue. Celebrate. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's what I said. When they, when they signed him, I go, get me my cancer <laughs> me drink. My cancer it's time drink. to celebrate. <laughs> I was so happy last night. Yeah, you should be. And I man. hope that Dan Campbell's a homie and listening, but I can tell you one thing, that last night I was sitting at my computer, I had yeah. Twitter open, right. and then all of a sudden I started to get these notifications, and I hadn't seen the news yet, and it was probably like six or seven homies that immediately tweeted me and goes, congratulations, it actually happened. You called it. Uh, and it was it was we Amazing. were celebrating together. Well, yeah, you were with them. You sent a, a group text CJ to us, and I yeah, was kind of like getting like ready for dinner, I guess, at the time or whatever. It was late, and I was like, oh yeah, CJ, yeah, CJ Strat. I like didn't even really know what the hell you were talking about, right? I was just like, well, whatever, CJ, yeah, okay. It's Ahmed being Ahmed I, again. Yeah, Ahmed being Ahmed, throwing irrelevant <laughs> jokes out there again. But then I uh, sat down and you know, of course, started to look at the news a little bit and get ready for the day and pro football talk show yeah. and all that. And I realized, wow, awesome. Like fits your team. You need secondary players. Uh, you got him along with Sutton, right? I think you yeah. got Will Harris too. Mosley. Right? Yeah. Emmanuel Mosley. Right. And then I, we, like we talked about you draft. I think that's a real possibility too. So that was a good signing free agency. Free agency still going on. We are in the land of one year deals now pretty much, or, you know, guys who are going to wait it out and teams are going to evaluate their roster and then they're going to see if they get signed by anybody. Uh, so we'll continue to hit on all free agency news, but you know what time it is. Oh my God. Draft time. It's quarterback rankings time. This is the unofficial start to draft season. Is and, it? And not it's just official? for this. Yeah, not just for this podcast. Right. I, you know, I know we had the combine. That was nice. Uh, we got to learn a little bit more about the prospects. But this really kicks it off because 
This is where it all starts. You make your list, the world reacts. <laughs> this is where. So thank you. That's nice of you to say. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it certainly. Um, yeah, we'll start off the conversation of you know the quarterbacks, the quarterback rankings. It's a very good class. It is. I don't. I, I, it's an interesting class. You know, very good. Maybe I'm a little strong with that. It's a good class, though. And I will say that I think it overall is a better class than last year for sure. And I think there's a little bit of everything in the class, too, as far as, you know, hey, what kind of offense are you running? What kind of quarterback are you looking for? There's a little bit of everything there as far as, you know, flavors and and styles of play that, you know, hey, this is the hard thing about making this list. Making a top five quarterback list, you know, that – says it for all 32 teams, right? You know, yeah, I mean, you know, the Eagles might have a different way they view the quarterback list as compared to, you know, a team that likes drop back passing quarterback. So I try to kind of put and fuse all of that together and do the best I can there. But uh, it was it was good. And there's some splitting hairs in the top oh, five and some, some really good conversations certainly to get into here. That's a good way to start it off, yeah. kind of compare it to last year. And maybe we'll do that a little bit more. But also kind of your – philosophy on how you yeah. evaluate these yeah. positions. We'll sure. do it at every position, but right. we're starting with quarterback here. Addy M27 asks you, with quarterbacks like Fields and Hurts, great rushers, but raw throwing the football in college, now having success in the NFL, has your opinion changed on scouting these types of quarterbacks since there is a high floor yeah. for them? Yeah, it has. I, I've definitely had to, hey, maybe adjust your you know, level of comfortability with the rawness factor maybe in some areas, right? To go, well, they're going to make up for it in these areas. And and because they're great at running the football, they're going to get some, you know, really bland, normal, basic defenses that will allow them to develop. So, yes, I definitely think differently along terms of those guys and even the smaller type quarterback, you know, the Bryce Young, the Tua of the world, right? Yeah, there's some things that scare me, but there's also we know that you can survive in this day and age and at that position, you know, playing quarterback with the way the rules are in the NFL. So I'm I'm always challenging myself, trying to evolve that way, look at myself or what I did wrong, didn't do, you know, didn't do right the year before. As I said last week, you know, one thing I, I feel like I made a mistake last year with my evaluating the quarterbacks is I watched too many tapes. Too many third down reels, too many red zone reels. Oh, just big play reel, right? And I think within that, I lost a little bit of their feel for how they played the overall game. This year, I did none of the what I just mentioned. I only watched games. And for these top guys, uh, I didn't watch any less than six games for any of them. So I really have a great feel for them. You know, some down-the-line guys, I got into there are three games, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one thing I certainly had to adjust in my own evaluation. And, um, you know, and, and to A, what, what was that? A- A-A-D-I-M-27? <laughs> right? I think we're going with Addy M-27. Addy yeah. M-27. Uh, I definitely have evaluated, though, to your question, or, or changed my evaluation thoughts with, with, with your question. Yeah, I, I think it's constructive to, to start there, too, and... Um, uh, let's go back and take a look at 2022. Yeah, right. um, there's something else I want to say there too yeah, that's slipping what? my mind, but uh, but we'll just go You'll to the get 2022. We'll get, get there. We'll get we'll get back to it. The 2022 draft class because it wasn't a very good one, right? And it was the first time that we've seen since I think 1997 that a quarterback wasn't taken until the 20th pick. Right. Uh, that was Kenny Pickett uh, last year. Yeah, Desmond Ritter was the second one off the board, and Malik Willis was third. And I do think it's interesting. And I've gone back and looked at, at a lot of consensus uh, consensus big draft boards and the mock drafts. 
Um, and the consensus number one last year at around this time and right before the draft was Malik Willis was right. going to be the first quarterback off right. the board. And then maybe after that it was it was Desmond Ritter or maybe it was Kenny Pickett. But um, Kenny Pickett, number one, highly unusual. And so overall, you do think this group of quarterbacks, I mean, we're going to see a guy go number one. We could see a guy go number two. Who knows? We could see the quarterbacks go one through four in this year's class. There, there's, there's, it's a more complete class as far as the top group's concerned, right? That, that's where I would say it's different than last year. Last year, Kenny Pickett was, yeah, we know he can play quarterback and do all the things. There's nothing really special about his game, but he yeah. can play. And he showed that. You know, am I, you know, and, and it was a real good year. Am I sitting here going, thinking any differently with him that, oh, maybe he can be a superstar? No, not really. You know, Malik Willis had a lot of the superstar traits and things that you liked. But kind of like as I was just talking about, it was a smattering of plays. And I think that's probably where I got a little misevaluated because I watched a smattering of plays. But then when you start going back and watching complete games, you go, well, damn, he missed that throw. He missed that throw. Oh, that yeah. was a bad decision on third down. Oh, my gosh, what a great throw. Oh, my gosh, what a great run. Oh, bad decision, bad throw. What's he looking at? Blah, blah, you know what I mean? This is here this year, our top guys, you know, they can all play quarterback. You know, none of them are perfect, or there's only one that's perfect, in my opinion. You know, they all have some things that we can look at and go, oh, I wish he was a little bit better in this department or a little worse in this department. But I think there's less questions overall about these top guys in general than I think maybe what we had last year. All right, we're going to get into number yeah. one here yeah. in just a second. A couple of right things are different it. this year. But uh, we like to self-scout themselves yeah, as know well. It. And so let's take a quick look at what your final rankings were for right. the 2022 draft class. And you were basically consensus. You had Malik Willis up there. You had Kenny Pickett. Uh, the, where you were different is that you liked Matt Corral more than most yep. so a lot of people had him I think he was consensus I have here number four you had him number one you also like Sam Howell a little bit better than most you had him above Desmond Ritter which was unusual right. and we will see on that perhaps Sam Howell might yeah. get some uh, some run this year I don't think Desmond Ritter did anything that really wowed us too much in his first no, year but got but, the play did some good yeah. things at the end of the year but just uh, just real quick and you've talked about this already a little yeah. bit you you soured on Matt Corral when you saw him a little bit in the well, preseason scared me so yeah. what what have you learned from from last year's draft evaluation? Kind of along the same lines as you saying maybe the game's changed a little bit. Yeah, but. well, I think too. Don't go, don't fall too in love with just like plays and throws and traits. Yeah. You, know? you know, let's take into account can they play the game actually the right way and do that? You know, Matt Corral. I, I you know I'm not giving up hope there, but uh, but yeah, I didn't like the way it looked to my eye and the little preseason action we saw. You know, again, I, I don't want to be too hasty in that decision. You know, like, like we talked about even here before the podcast, you went from year one, I'd go, well, Zach Wilson was better than Trevor Lawrence in year one. There's no doubt about that. Year two, whoa, whoa it's a totally different story. You know, so I'm looking like I'm going to be wrong there. We'll see where that continues to go. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, that would probably be where I went a little wrong last year. And you know I lo- I'm a trait guy. I like traits. Mm-hmm. But I might have gone a little too far in the fact of traits over, wait, let me just see the guy who can fucking just play. And even though that guy that can just play didn't, wasn't real sexy, he can play. There's something to it. He finds the open receiver. He throws the appropriate ball. He gets out of the pocket at the right time and makes the right decision. That's where Kenny Pickett was. And I would certainly say that was where I, I fucked it up last year, Amon. Yep. 
Okay. All right. Thank you. You've 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 uh, come clean on that. I still have more hope than maybe even you do. I think he'll come back. Well, I think yeah, he'll we'll see. Things. You know what it means. But I just you know he needed that. He yeah. needed that little poker. Well, maybe maybe gotta, he did. He's been humbled. Well, you know, I, I will say this: like when we were at the NFL Combine, right? There's Willie Anderson Jr., the top pass rusher for Alabama. Yeah. I always, you know me, I always asked him who's the best player you played against, right? Yeah. He, without hesitation, Matt Corral, right? Yeah. So Matt Corral has some stuff about him that our starting caliber traits. Uh, we'll see if he can develop and mature and get enough reps to play the game and oh, continue yeah. to go that way. That's going to be the big thing as you know, he goes forward here. We'll need to get traded somewhere, yeah. which I guess they're exploring that opportunity, yeah, that possibility like right. out there. So right. here, it came back to me. Here's what I was going to say. Yeah, what was it? So this is what makes your rankings a little bit different maybe than most, right. is that you've done the work, first yeah. of all. You've gone through the tape, and so I don't think everyone's doing that. And also, this is all about the tape. This yes. is a film yes. ranking. So that's right. So you didn't have a guy number one that you kind of thought from a year ago, and now you're trying to defend that number one ranking, and it's hard to get off of it. Like, you didn't rank these guys until basically a week ago. Right. And so now you've looked at the film, and this is what your rankings are based on. Yeah, it, it's, it's totally film. You know, I'm not going on any hearsay i've heard this about the guy that guy i don't know about any of that i don't i try to piece everything i do here throughout film decision making you know how tough he is all that sure i've heard rumors on all these guys but i don't know how many of them are true and it's too early in the process for me to think any of it's true or not true at this point anyways you know as as i've told you i've had too many I got too many teams right now going to me like, hey, have you watched the quarterbacks yet? Because they're not even there yet, you know, coaches. Yeah. You know, how are you going to list the quarterbacks? Damn, you got to list the quarterbacks now? That's what I got, you know, from a few friends over the last week. Yeah, damn, that sucks. You got you to be out there now, <laughs> right? And I'm like, yeah, well, this is what I do. And, you know, I put in the work, so I'm ready to go. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the league is just getting done with free agency and turning the page to now let's evaluate the quarterbacks and the players and see what they are in the draft. And, um here we go. Let's do it. Oh, here we go. It's it's happening right now. So yeah. a little bit different this year. Yeah. We're going to go one through five. I like it. On all these positions. Okay. So we're going to give away the top guy first. And I think this works because sometimes you want to talk about two guys, and it's easier to do that when yeah. we've you know, talked about one, then we go to two or two to three. Right. And we're also splitting them up into tiers this year as well. So yes. you get the ranking, yep. you get the one through five, but you also get a tier. What are we trying to do with that? Well, just the just a tier as far as – separating them, you know, how I see it, right, a little bit, like, and, and then yeah, having that tier to kind of just explain the levels of these guys. But, again, we have a top five countdown here. We're going to have six quarterbacks, all right, oh. full disclosure. There's going to be a tie at five. I gave a tie at five. I didn't want to make it five or six. I want all these six guys to be in the top five because <laughs> if somebody gets ranked number six, they'll get left out of the conversation. And you'll see when you get there. But that's what we're doing on this one. I'm cheating a little this changing year. Changing the rules of math. I'm changing the rules. But it's my yeah. podcast. It's your podcast. And we do whatever the fuck we want, Ahmed. That's what we do. So here's, <laughs> here's, here's what we got to do. So we, we got six quarterbacks. Yeah. We got tiers this time. Yes. We're ready to go. Let's do Are it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited. I don't yeah. think I've been this excited since I learned the news that C.J. Johnson was going to sign to the Lions. <laughs> no, it's not even 24 hours. Damn. Number one yeah. for you in tier number one, and I think I'll set the stage here too. Set it up. He's the only quarterback He's in the this only tier. quarterback in tier one. So to Chris Sims, there is a clear yeah. number one quarterback in this draft yeah. class. Yeah. And that quarterback is? C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. C.J. Stroud is I'm beyond blown away from what I've seen. I knew it was good. Blown away when I turn on the film and you start to dive into it. 
blown away to where the film to me and everything I've seen, I go, this is as close to Joe Burrow as I've seen coming out in the draft here. I mean, when you just talk about great decision-making, right? Quickness. I mean, that was Joe Burrow. Oh, boom, read the coverage. Boom, boom, ball goes here. Oh, hey, oh, first guy's not open. Boom, as I'm looking to the second guy, I'm getting ready to throw, and it comes out, and bam, it's flawless. I throw the ball. And then when you talk about hitting the bullseye on a consistent basis, C.J. Stroud's ability to make high-level throws and just drop the ball in receivers' pockets, hit it in their, hit them in the chest, wherever, it's off the charts good. It's off the charts good. And then you talk about his size and his ability to play in the pocket. And, of course, you know I put a little more emphasis on that too. You know, yeah, he's a pure pocket-passing quarterback. He is. But that's not to say he can't move and be mobile, too. You saw the Georgia game, Mm -hmm. and there's more movement than he's given credit for even throughout the year. Now, his movement might not always be sexy and turn the corner and run for a 50-yard run down the sideline. But, oh, my gosh, does he have so many good plays, Ahmed. And to me, this is life in the NFL of, you know, hey, you know, step dropping back. Okay, I'm about to take a hitch. Going to throw the deep out route to the right side. Oh, wait, somebody's in my face. I got to sidestep him. But, hey, wait, that out route was coming open. Let me give it a look to see if I still got it. Oh, it's still there. Zoom. Throws it in there. Strike. Oh, it's not there. Okay, let me go to number two. Right? And it's aggressive decision-making, with, along with seeing the field and very few dicey decisions. I mean, Ahmed, when you really break him down, his incompletions are off the charts good. His incompletions are like, well, that was a strike. I mean, he just he tried to fit it into a tight window. Mm-hmm. Or he did fit it into the tight window, and the guy dropped it because it was so tight he was like couldn't see because there was hands and everything in there. So that's where you talk about decision-making, top-notch, right? You talk about the ability to make power, game-changing type throws, top-notch. And then – Go on to accuracy with the short game, all that. It's all off the charts. But what's really off the charts for me and then just separates them is the amount of 15 to 30-yard throws that are on the money that change field position of the game on a consistent basis is amazing. And like I said, I don't – Joe Burrow is the only guy I can remember where I just kept, kept wow. going, whoa, another strike. Whoa, another strike. Whoa, another good decision strike. Whoa, another good decision strike. And then, again, I think the movement, you saw the potential. I think it's there totally, He can and he can work on that. And we saw he made progress in a month off between Michigan and that Georgia game yeah. to where I think there's untapped potential to where this guy's only going like in a developing upward uh, trajectory right now. So I want to get into that, yeah. too, because yeah. there are people that have C.J. Stroud, two or maybe even three, that do say they concede, like, if he's that guy that we saw at the Georgia game, yeah then it's a whole new ball game. Then he probably is the number one guy. But the fact was, was it was really only one game that he showed some of those traits. Sure. Not the accuracy, not the able to you know, be the Joe Burrow precision guy, break down a defense, but the playmaker, the, the ability to, to improvise, I, maybe. Yeah. Is that the only time that you really saw that, too? I think that's being overhyped that oh, point okay. a little bit. You know, that was certainly the big stage, just the Georgia defense, and nobody does that to Georgia. What are you doing? How is he doing this, right? Yeah. So, but, you know, go back and watch the Penn State game. I mean, he avoids traffic and trouble a lot to make big throws. Even in the Michigan game, you know, there's enough there. You go through the games, you see plenty of mo- 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 like 
uh, moments of the ability to move. He throws the ball great on the run, right? And then the other thing he's great at, too, is like, oh, there's pressure. You know, he doesn't need a lot of space to throw the ball. He can lean on his back leg with somebody bearing down, you know, coming up right into his face, right? He can lean on his back foot and just throw a ball, 20-yard curl route, boom, on the money, right? Kind of fade away. Oh, there's a shallow cross, but I got to fade away because I'm getting pressure. Boom, throws it on the money, right? So, yeah, I see that was his greatest game of movement and maybe his greatest game of running. That's the biggest thing. He turned up field and ran. Because more times than not, he's a let me avoid the guy so I could set up and throw a laser down the football field. Yeah. And just to remind everybody, those are the guys who are the top guys in football right now. You know, that's that's from Mahomes and Burrow and Allen. You know, Aaron Rodgers five years ago. That's that guy. Five years ago. Well, three years oh, ago. Sure. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> but you know what I meant to say. You know what I meant that, yeah. by that. Um, and that's where he is super, super impressive. So he knows the narrative was out there that they wanted to see more from that Georgia game. But you said there was some instances of that. But even he wanted a few more. He did uh, talk during the NFL scouting combine. I thought this quote was instructive. He goes, I'll be honest. I told the NFL coaches, like I'll tell you all, I didn't do it a lot in college and I feel I should have. It's something I do regret. I feel like I could have done it a lot more, but I think that when you turn on the film and you really watch what I do and you really look at the film game to game, I have used my athleticism, not only just in the Georgia game where I did it a lot. I've done it in every other game. I've had tough third down runs. I've had tough fourth down runs, but there are times I didn't run the ball when maybe I should have. So basically your point there, it's like maybe he didn't do it as much as he could have. Right. It's there. But it's there. It's there. It's on the tape. It is there. And then I think where he's probably talking about it is like, yeah, is there's he's probably looking at it going, yeah, there's, there's times where I could have maybe pressed the line of scrimmage more, right? And like really threaten the ability to run or stop, you know, hey, wait, nobody's open, but now let me like kind of slow down and look for people to throw to still when you're like, no, no, just take off and run, right? You know, sure. Yeah, there's some instances where you'd like to see that. But that's totally coachable and easy to learn. So that's like, if that's the problem, then so what? That's like, if you gave me all the problems to list in the world that were a problem, I'd go, that'd be the one I'd want right there. The guy who can run, who doesn't look to run because he's looking to beat you with his arm and his mind to make the great decision and throw every time. So that's where I like it. And, yes, there's more backyard football in there than people are giving it credit for, like I said. You know, but it's the machine that I'm wowed by. The machine of great decision after great decision, great throw after great throw, Ahmed. I mean, it's throwing go routes and the guy's covered, but he throws it out there in a spot where now the receiver can put his head down and, you know, he he can go play the ball in the air to where it just falls right in his hands. It's it's all four verticals and a guy running down the seam and somebody carrying him and like there's nowhere to throw the ball and he just fits it in there. Yeah. It's just it's one good one after another, let alone he is unfazed by pressure around him. All right, let's get and into you know that. I'm big into that. Let's get into that right. because there may be some conflicting numbers out there sure. you don't always agree with the numbers sometimes yeah. they're context driven they yeah, need a little bit be. more context sure. uh, but pff tracks all that stuff with a clean pocket and then versus pressure and so this is last season if you're watching on youtube or on peacock right now uh, last season it's they reported he had a clean pocket about 75 percent of the time his completion percentage then was 71 percent 
Uh, and he had 35 touchdowns and four interceptions. When he was pressured, they say, 23% of the time, he only had a completion percentage of 41%, only threw about five yards per attempt, which was half what he did with a clean pocket, and his touchdowns per interception were 6-2. to two. So they saw a bit of a concern when there was pressure around C.J. You did not see that. I don't, I don't see that. You know, and, and again, I'm, the numbers, I'm not going to dispute them. I think what's the dispute is the context of the numbers at times. Like, Okay, yeah, maybe the team fools the offense. They get a free guy blitzing. He's got nowhere to hot to throw it or whatever. They thought, and he's got to throw it away or get it out, and there's nowhere to go with the football. Is there some of that? Sure. But would I look at his pressure with people bearing down him in the pocket and all of that? You know, I, I don't know. I never saw I never saw him blink. Mm. And in some of those, too, yeah, maybe the completion percentage wasn't good or tight window throws or whatever else. But I want to go, man, every time I saw him under the pressure, like the traditional way of like, okay, wait, he's standing there and people are bearing down. The pocket is collapsing. Oh, maybe he sees a free guy coming. I mean, he's unaffected by it. The ball goes exactly where it's supposed to go, right? Now, are there some times where I'm sure he was maybe fooled or the offense was fooled or, you know, the Michigan game, he has a bootleg and he comes out and there's somebody blitzes off the edge and he's either going to get sacked or he kind of has to throw at the feet of somebody? Like, okay, yeah, there's some of that, all right? But there's that in everybody's game. Um, so, you know, again, I, I didn't look at it to be any issue in that department at all, you know? And then the other thing, too, is like, you know, more times than not, it's rare when the guy has this kind of arm where there is anticipation. Mm-hmm. He can just flick it and just like, oh, wait, I got to shorten up my stride with my motion. And just it almost looks like he's just barely using his arm. He can just flick it, throw it up and down, drop it right in the bucket, whatever there. You know, that's where he's really good. Doesn't need to step in throws and understands how to kind of torque his upper body and make throws that way. So, um, yeah, I was blown away by the guy we saw there. I he, really was. He really is. He, he's been the real deal for a while now. He was a five-star recruit out of California, Heisman finalist each of the last two years. And, you know, he's playing around studs at Ohio State. He's 6'3". He's 214 pounds, turns 22 in October, so he's still very young. Um, and he was very accurate, and the numbers show that. But here, I'm going to throw this yeah, at you. Yeah, go ahead. Throw it out. He's playing at Ohio State. Yeah. Clearly the best team in sure. the Big Ten. Yeah. Justin Fields had accuracy numbers that were pretty good sure. at Ohio State. Sure. Um, this is different. This it's is different. different than that. Yeah. It's a, it's a different style of play they played. They played a style of football, of course, where you didn't have to worry. They weren't worried about Justin Fields-type quarterback design runs with Stroud, right? right? It was more truly a drop-back pass offense. And they were going to win the game through his right arm. So, yeah. Hey, listen, are there plays where people are wide open? Sure. Yeah. But there's a million plays of, you know, I get to see C.J. Stroud go through the field and make unbelievably quick decisions and diagnose the defense. And bam. Where Justin Fields might have been a little bit more of like, hey, play action. We just ran you the play before. And now we're just going to have two people go out in a route, right? And you're going to read the short post of the deep post. And that's it, right? Right. This is more of a, you know, a, um, a a traditional drop back passing offense, right? Mm-hmm. In that sense, where yeah, more of the, the again the the Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady type of thing. So yeah, I mean, you see some plays wide open, but man, the the thing that I just was blown away with more than anything is the amount of on the money throws the people that were covered. Where I go, holy shit. I mean, he's covered. And he just 
slams it in there perfectly with all different types of varieties of throws. And I think that's just really what, for me, between that, the size, I think some untapped potential, the decision-making, all of that, for me, he was slam dunk number one. And, uh, you know, even when I, I got done, like I started, I watched Bryce Young number one. I went to C.J. Stroud number two when I started. And even in my first initial notes, I got done and I wrote, I have a hard time thinking anybody's going to beat this guy mm-hmm. because I was blown away. And then the more I watched, because I kept going, well, let me find a game that's not good. Let me watch that Michigan game. I think the Michigan game was the fourth game I watched. I came away from the Michigan game going, holy shit, they should have won by 20. They failed him. They dropped passes. They dropped touchdown passes. They dropped a fourth and two. You know, he played actually really good. Could he have run and maybe taken over in a few other spots? Okay, maybe to a degree. He's a young kid still, learning how to play the game. I see everything, man. I see big-time player. So how does he compare maybe yeah. to some of your recent number ones or recent guys you've been high on? Right. You know, the Zach Wilsons, the Trevor Lawrence, the Kyler Murrays. You know, different quarterbacks, but that potential to be a superstar in the league. I, I, I think, like, why I use Burrow is yeah. because of the decision-making and the pinpoint throwing where – Okay, Burrow's decision-making was, like, the greatest I've ever seen to the point where you always went, like, how did he even see that? It doesn't even look like he looked at it yet, and he's still in the, in like, in the act of throwing, right? C.J. Stroud, maybe not that quick, but not far behind. But where he's better than Burrow is his arm is better than Burrow's was coming out. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about this. Burrow admitted to me last summer, yeah, he made adjustments to his throwing mechanics because he realized he needed to throw with more power and throw through the wind. So this guy, you know, maybe a hair less decision maker and decipher, but still off the charts good from what I've seen since I've been on this side of the business. And then his throwing, especially, yeah, with the ability to power throw, and put the ball in the tight windows just time after time after time, I'd actually give him the advantage over Joe Burrow in that department. So you think it's a slam dunk Carolina takes him number one? I would be shocked. I mean, there are reports out there that now they're looking at three maybe. They evaluate two that are close. The great thing about them trading up to number one is they just get to evaluate this the way they want. That's, That's the premium they paid to get the number one. Now we can take our time and pick the guy we want. And I'm sure they... You know, they might have a lean right now as to where they think this might go, but they're in the early process here. But I'm just going to say this. Between Frank Reich, who he is, and who he was as a quarterback, playing under Jim Kelly, right, from everything we've seen from him as a, as a head coach, he likes bigger pocket-passing type quarterbacks. To me, and again, I don't think I'm, I'm – not, I'm not – this is, to me, not like a controversial one. I feel, I'm, I'm more on that – this is more of a – like I knew my Zach Wilson was going to be controversial and I was in the minority, right? This is more of one where I go, the more people watching the NFL, the more they're going to go, oh, oh, my gosh, well, I see exactly what Chris saw, right? right? This is not one where I'm going out on a limb and it's splitting hairs. Like, definite. For Chris Sims, definite number one pick. Uh, and, uh, I, yeah, I guess I'm saying I'd be shocked if they didn't do it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Goal for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this! How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. So I think you're right. I think uh, I think as more people watch the combine, evaluate it again, C.J. Stroud has moved up, and I think a lot of places you see him as the number one pick right now. But there are still places that have the smaller, slighter guy from Alabama as their number one. He is not your number one. He is in your tier two, though. Yeah. And I will say you do have two quarterbacks. I have two in my tier, tier two. two. Right. So let's start with your number two quarterback in this year's draft class. That man is? Is Bryce Young, Alabama, right? The, the Bryce Young, 5'10", 204 pounds, won the Heisman, played in the national championship game. The natural, that's what he is. He's as natural at playing the position as you're going to see. He makes so many great quarterback plays. He, just like C.J. Stroud, you know, the brain is on another level. Their ability to, like, read defenses, see the field, throw the appropriate throw, right? Knowing when to stop a guy or, you know, drop it over a linebacker but get it down before the safety gets there. And then for a guy that's a college quarterback, like, he's about as slick as you're ever going to – he's as slick as you're going to see. And what I mean by that is, like, you might not see a ton of, like, wow – oh, my gosh, throws from Bryce Young, but you see a lot of wow, oh, my gosh, releases and stuff like that where you go, oh, shit, that was cool. Whoa, his feet were all cockeyed, and they weren't even on the ground, and he threw a slant route as he was kind of moving up in the pocket, right? You know, his ability to throw slants and screens and all that, he can be like Mahomes where he can just, like, flick it out or Aaron Rodgers where you're just like, whoa, was that out quick. Holy crap, right? The ability to... You know, move in the pocket and, yeah, buy times, bounce around, make people miss, and then have this incredible patience for a small guy, too, where you go, damn, they're going to kill you, man. You better watch out. Don't get hurt, right? He just, oh, okay, made a miss. He looks downfield like he's like the Incredible Hulk and like nobody's going to hurt me. Oh, wait, nobody's open? Make the next guy miss. Let me set up again, right? So he's great in those departments. He really is. And then, you know, dropping his arm angle here comes an in cut Ooh, the first window's tight oh but he's got to throw it in the second window oh but there's somebody in his face he could drop it down sidearm puts it on the money that way you know there's really so many good things to talk about right he is a very good athlete he's a great decision maker he is 
as aggressive, but not as aggressive as C.J. Stroud. And he can make some wow highlight type of plays. There's no doubt. But he's number two because of his size. And his arm is good, but it's not on the same level as C.J. Stroud. And there's not a lot of ton of what I would call power wow throws. There's a lot of wow throws. Don't get me wrong. He's throwing post routes and moving up in the pocket and throwing cool releases to deep crosses. There's plenty of that. What I mean by power throws is pocket collapsing. There's a receiver down the sideline between the corner and the safety. There's a nice hole there. You know, with people around him, I don't know if he's going to be able to make that throw. Hmm. Oh, it's a back shoulder, right? Guy's running a go route. He realizes, oh, wait, the DB's on top of him. Let me throw it behind him. Let me throw a laser. I got some people in my face. Let me throw a laser and just kind of lean on my back foot and throw an 18- or 20-yard laser right at his ear hole, right? No, that's, he's not going to do that. That's not what he's going to be, right? You know, so that, that's, that's where he misses a little bit or is not on the C.J. Stroud's level in that department, let alone, like I said, his, his arm strength is not the same as C.J. Stroud's. Right. You know, he's a natural throwing the football. He does fall into a little bit of a, a routine of falling backwards as he throws or leaning back a little bit. That can lead to the ball being just a little off target. It's never bad, don't get me wrong. But I think that would be my overall quick first assessment here as a, a Bryce Young or my first overall statement. No, about you clearly him. like him. You like yeah. him a lot. You yeah. like the tape. You've compared him a little bit to Patrick Mahomes, who we all know your love of Patrick Mahomes. Sure. I mean, it's up right. there with your wife, I would think. You know, it's <laughs> it's not up many there. Other people Might up be there. Greater. Uh, <laughs> at times, right? It's for all of us. Uh, but he is 5'10. Yeah. He was 204 pounds at the combine, but everyone's like, well, that's fake. There's no well, way. He had weights in his pocket or right. something like that. He probably played more at 185, maybe right. 190 if you're, if you're more generous. Um, there are going to be people that say he, he was able to succeed at Alabama despite that. Yeah. So don't be concerned in the NFL despite that, even though he would be the smallest well, quarterback ever to excel yeah. in the NFL. Well, this is where it gets – he's got great feel. He does know how to avoid trouble and move in the pocket and do that. But what I'm saying is, like, could his floor be very low? Because we have never seen a quarterback of his size be a great quarterback. Yeah, well, I would so, – so we say all that. I don't know. Like I, like I even said, you know, my initial thought on him was right to where I don't know if there's an elite, elite physical trait to jump mm-hmm. at. You know, quickness in his feet, the – Different deliveries are probably the biggest thing. And then his mind, his mind, his ability to know where to go with the ball right. instantaneously and get it out and put the ball in the right spot, that's the best thing. But do I have concerns if he's not behind a really good offensive line and that, like, oh, no, this is an average NFL offensive line and you're going to have issues here? Yeah. And then added to the fact that, you know, we're going to talk about six quarterbacks here. I, I don't think I'm crazy in saying it's fair to say I'm, I'm not sure – He's he's not the fastest. It's, he's not the fastest of the six, that's for sure. I would say, actually, he's probably, when it comes to straightaway running, he's probably towards the end of the six here when we're talking about that. So those are the things that scare you. And then, yes, to your point, you go, his pass protection is by far the best of anybody in this group. I mean, it's laughable. You have games where you're like, Oh, my gosh, he's back there for 12 seconds. Nobody's even around him. He's looked at the field twice. He's went one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. 
right? I mean, so that there is some of that that goes, yes, wait, is this going to translate all the way to the NFL? Is there that that worries me? Yes, and that's why he's in Tier 2, you know, with another guy that we're going to hit on in a second. But, yeah, yeah I think there is some concerns in that department for me. Uh, and, and like I always say, size is a skill, and there's very few – He's smart, right? So here, let me paint a picture for you. Okay. He's smart. He understands defenses and his own offense. He's great that way. Like I said, he's a natural. So if he, if he gets a defense and sees, like, the two middle linebackers blitz, right, he'll, he'll work the middle of the field. He knows they're voided, right? He knows that area is voided. So he'll work the middle of the field. What I don't get a ton of is, like, hey, I look to the comeback to the right, right? Now I'm in the pocket. The pocket is getting tight and it's collapsing. And here comes an in-cut from the left. That's my number two read, about 12 to 15 yards. There's very few of those type of throws mm. where it's like, hey, he looked at one. Oh, the pocket's getting tight like it does in the NFL. Oh, it's a tight window throw over the middle of the slot receiver. You got him. Put it on there. He might throw it, but it's never real accurate. Or he throws it just to get it out of his hands so he doesn't get hit or sacked. Right? And I will say again, to the things that we talked about in a smaller quarterback, when he gets hit sometimes, I mean, it looks super aggressive because his body flies. So you're like, whoa, is he okay? So those are the concerns. That's why he's not number one. But, man, there's a lot to like. And if you get in an offense that's a little more spread-oriented and you're going to give him space and you can protect the quarterback and it's going to be about screens and getting it out quick and doing all that type of stuff, he's, he, he's going to be just fine. Um, but, yeah, like I said, size, how can it not scare you a little bit? It's interesting. You, you mentioned about him getting hit, throw to the turf, I and mean, we did that see that last year in the NFL with Tua. Unfortunately, a, a serious concussion for him. It lingered throughout the season. Bill Feed says to you on Twitter, isn't Bryce Young a right-handed Tua? Mm, I, so he's got a quicker release than Tua. He's a quicker athlete than Tua. I think his arm is stronger than Tua's, too. And yeah, I, I look at him as actually better in all areas compared to Tua. So I, 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 the comparison's not unwarranted, but I think even with like, you know, his ability, how quickly he can get it out, and even though it's not the most explosive arm, it's explosive in the fact that he could take a seven-step drop, right? Um, and and, and painting a picture again here, and. Now, wait, nobody's open, right? And he's kind of now running up in the pocket, like kind of attacking the line of scrimmage. I might run. But now sees like a deep crosser 30 yards down the field. He can like, like we showed pictures of Mahomes during the regular season, kind of being like the full-fledged middle run. Like I'm running to, oh, wait, he's open. And just like have his feet go cockeyed and just throw it and get it out quick and accurate and like do stuff like that where I go, no, Tua couldn't do that. Yeah. Not like that. So I think it's a little bit better of a, an athlete overall and a little bit better arm overall than, than what we saw from Tua. If you're the Houston Texans at number two, Frank Reich and Carolina have taken C.J. Stroud number one. You okay taking Bryce number two? Yeah, I'm okay taking Bryce number two. Yeah. But, that, you know, again, you're going to have to realize the risk mm-hmm. of what you're, you're doing there with that type of quarterback. And, you know, you're going to have to realize that you know, there might be certain things in your offense – you know, again, if you're not at Alabama and you are throwing a bunch of quick game, like, say, a lot of three-step games, they don't throw a ton of quick game. 
because they're so good at protecting, they can do whatever they want for the most part. But if that becomes, hey, we're screens and we're slants and we're quick routes and all that type of stuff, I do wonder about balls getting batted down as well, you know. But he's phenomenal at finding little holes or alleys to get the ball through. That's where he's really great, you know. So, um, yeah, I like the player. You know that. I like the person a lot too, just through the way he handles himself, the leader, all of that, right? He's got it all, except he does not have a bazooka for a right arm, and he's small. And those are real issues in the NFL, as you know, and that's well documented. So that could cause like a little, a little mini tremor. I well, you know, it's it a could, little mini Sims tremor right there. A lot of people are high on Stroud, and so well, I could see it's a teams, mini tremor. I could see teams with you know, yeah, I, I you know again, like I said, but I, I could see teams with young just going like, well, I, I can't pick a quarterback that size. I just can't do I'm it. Just too worried, right? I'm just too yeah. worried it's because just not Kyler for me. and Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson not that much bigger. They are bigger, but more solid. You know, that's, Kyler's that's the thing. Shiftier, then, different exactly. quarterback. And and just, know, that's the thing you got to remember. Like, we just have never seen someone like Bryce Young. No, exactly right. Game's you know, different though, like you said. It is protect different. the quarterbacks. Russell's the, thick, like you said, and Kyler Murray has three rockets up his ass. Yeah, and game's more horizontal though now. Yes, it is. Bryce can and do that, that play, pretty well. And that's exactly right. He can. He can. He can do all. Of that type of stuff. So yes, that's again where to our question off the top about reevaluating the quarterbacks and the movement quarterbacks and all that from yeah. Adi Adi Adi. Adi, 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 Adi M twenty seven. Right. That this is one that I had to adjust on as well. Adi M, just uh, send us your real name, Adi right? M. and then we'll just you know Sounds say like your Adi name. M from uh, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Maybe it is. All right. Uh, so we made a little bit of waves right there. I, I mean, I, I think guess this, so. I think this next one though could could cause some some you bigger think this waves. This is going to cause right? the waves well, right here. Little, this one's a, uh, is. Classic Chris Sims sees something that maybe other people don't see because you had, as I mentioned, two quarterbacks in tier number two. And I think for a lot of people, there are four quarterbacks. You got Stroud, you got Bryce Young from Alabama, Anthony Richardson from Florida, then you got Will Levis from Kentucky. I think people think, you know, those guys are in the top four. Maybe you can make an argument for anyone to be a little higher, a little lower. Not everyone's making the argument that you are about to for this next player who is also in tier number two for you. The number three quarterback in the Chris Sims quarterback draft ranking is Hendon Hooker. Why is this guy not getting more buzz? What is there not to like? I know he tore his ACL, all right? But this is not Michael Vick, right? I mean, okay, maybe he's not ready for week one, whatever. Again, going off the film is what I'm doing. And all I know is I saw a really good-looking, like, on-the-money, pocket-passing quarterback who makes great decisions and, like C.J. Stroud, is way more athletic than people are giving him credit for. And, you know, even where he might be even better than C.J. Stroud and definitely better than Bryce Young is his ability to see over the line and throw over the line. He had the most amount of throws of people in his face and I'm just going to throw the 10-yard in cut over them. I don't care, right? Totally unaffected by the pass rush. That's where I give him tons of credit. But, you know, one decision making sure. It's another one where I'd go it's it's really off the charts good. You know, two, the amount of NFL high-level throws you know, and again, when I when I say that, I just mean in the pocket, you know, twelve yard out route in the pocket, trash around you, you know, fifteen yard in cut, 
oh, in the pocket, I had to sidestep somebody. I got a middle post going down the middle of the field in between two safeties. I got to kind of throw it on the line 30 yards down the field. Boom. You know, oh, I got pressure in my face and I got a go route going down the right sideline. Let me throw it 50 yards and throw it high in the air so my guy can just go run up and get it. He does all of that. So that's where I loved Hendon Hooker, right? I mean, you know, his motion is not my favorite. He's a natural thrower of the football. His motion is a little too vertical, which can allow the ball at times on a negative aspect to maybe spin instead of being driven. Hmm. But with the way they line up, the way he was taught with Josh Heupel as the head coach, I mean, they throw so many balls outside the numbers, and he's consistently on the money throwing into tight coverage. Comeback route, guy all over him, high and outside, guy catches it, tiptoes and gets his feet in the bounds. It's just so much of that. So, you know, there's the ACL and the age thing. That's the concern with Hendon Hooker. If you're going off film, I don't know how he's not in the top quarterback conversation. 6'3", 217, so good size. You mentioned he can throw over the line maybe better than anyone in this class, but did turn 25 in January, yeah. so yes, yeah. two, three years older than some of these other quarterbacks who are coming out. And but like, so, so what I want to argue with people a little of this is, like, why the fuck does that even matter? What Are, 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 are we marrying them? Are we worried what they're going to look like at 51? I think maybe, you know, dominating competition that is younger, Less physically developed, sure. worse. You know, right. it's like the, it's That's like having 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 a uh, a high school senior play against some eighth graders. I, yeah, okay. I mean, I I guess so. Uh, you know, I just kind of look at it more like, oh, got at Virginia Tech, didn't get the fair shot he should, was in a shitty offense, and just life took a little time to go to a place where, you know, it made sense to develop as a quarterback. You know, I don't I don't know the the, the other stuff gets overblown to me at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so but I know it's hurting him. It sounds like it's hurting him from from what I hear, or at least what, what people are trying to make it make it hurt him. And people think also that that offense in Tennessee was was pretty good, and the design of the offense is pretty good, and maybe that is more of the reason why Hendon Hooker had this breakout, um, and not just him. I mean, it's always hard to extrapolate exactly what right. is Hooker and what His is offense scheme. isn't as good as the one in Alabama. I mean, that's right? a good point. You know what I mean? And yeah. and then certainly, and, and to that point, C.J. Stroud certainly wasn't struggling, and it's good offense. There's no doubt. There is. But what it does is it, it made him play like a pro and a pocket passer, and it made him make decisions. And you know that's where you get to see that. And then, again, another guy where, you know, I, I know everybody wants Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. But, that, you know, so, I, you know, you hear, oh, he's not real mobile. Yeah. And I go, oh, there's the Alabama game. He's running down the sideline for a 44-yard gain. And, oh, now it's Florida, and he's running down the sideline for a 30-yard gain. I don't know. That looks mobile to me. There's a whole bunch of guys that run 4-3 and 4-4 on those teams. So, and, you know, that's not why you're drafting them anyways. What you're drafting them for is like we were talking about with C.J. Stroud a little again. He has that element, except he's just not quite the pinpoint powerful thrower C.J. Stroud is, right? So that's where – you know, him and Bryce Young, they're like opposites. You know, I wish I wish Hooker was a little bit more liberal in all his releases and had a few different things that way. At times, he can be a little too Statue of Liberty, feet on the ground and deliberate, right? And that's okay because he's big and he's going to put the ball in the money. But, you know, I wish that at times he had a little bit of like the Bryce Young and just, hey, let it fly and let it flow. And, hey, my feet aren't exactly perfect, but I can throw this in there no matter what. He's shown me he can do it. I've seen enough of it. It's just not consistent, right? 
So there's that. And then, yeah, I wish his motion, you know, where he, he's got good accuracy, he can lose the ball high at times, but that's because, you know, we talk about it all the time. You know, the motion should be more rotation around your body rather than I released at a really high point and then went right. to my opposite pocket, right, on my pants. That leads to spirals, but not the ball driving all the time. And that's where, like, C.J. Stroud has a clear advantage over Hooker. They do a lot of great things in the pocket, decisions. Stroud's decision-making is better. Stroud's ability to step on the gas pedal and make the power throw is also better than Hooker's. But Hooker's ability to step on the gas pedal and make the throw into tight windows is better than Bryce Young's, right? Mm. But his ability to move in the pocket and make people miss and make some of those other natural quarterbacky type plays is not as good as Bryce Young's. But this is where it's close to me is, you know, Hendon Hooker's size and everything. It, 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 it traditionally lasts the test of time more in the NFL than a guy like Bryce Young. And, and that's where, you know, I think it's a little closer than people are, are giving it credit for, at least in my opinion, between the two guys there. Yeah, you've already brought this up, uh, but let's take a look at the visual evidence yeah. of this. He really is a pocket passer. That's what he was asked to do at Tennessee. Uh, no scrambles was 261 or 361 of his dropbacks. He just scrambled 33 times. Right. So He doesn't scramble unless he has to. Okay. He is going to like... He's going to dodge a guy. You know like, who else did that? Tom Brady. Well, well a, a lot of do. Yeah. A lot. I mean, I, I, again, I bet you if we went back and watched Mahomes, you'd go, oh, man, he makes the guy miss and then makes a throw so much more than we really realize. Sure. Right? And that's where he is going to make a guy miss or break a tackle. I mean, he breaks tackles. Then he looks up and he goes, wait, is, is there somebody open for me to throw to? Okay, no. Then I'll, I'll take off and run. But he, he wants to stand there and make the decision and make the throw. He's always un, under control. He's always smooth. Like, there's never herky-jerkiness in his motion or anything like that. Like I said, I wish it was around rather than so vertical. But, you know, and then you know, another guy that does not need space to throw. Because of his size, he's got so many throws where he can't step into it or he's just got to kind of lean back on his back foot and still make a 15- to 20-yard throw, mm-hmm. and he does it with ease. And to me, again, maybe I'm different. I put a lot more credit into that type of stuff because those throws happen way more than you realize in an NFL game. You know, We take it for granted, I think, in a lot of times because the NFL quarterbacks have gotten so good in that department that we just go, oh, yeah, throw another. And I go, no, no, this is – this is playing life in the NFL, not being able to step into it, having to fade away, having to lean back, you know, having to shorten your arm to throw a, a big-time throw. Because the coach is going, no, no, he's, he's fucking open. He's open. And, wait, you have enough room to throw right there, so throw it. Get it done, right? And that's where he's got great value in that department where maybe Bryce Young, yeah, if he doesn't make you miss and scramble, he's going to look more for the short throw. After right. he does that, like, oh, I got pressure. I'm not going to hang in here and take a shot to throw the ball down the field anymore. I'm just going to get into the check down and live to play the next down. So there's some difference there, and there's value to me in that in, in as far as Hooker and what he does. Certainly could be value in the draft if you like Hendon Hooker because right now he's projected to go maybe end of second round, I know. maybe early I, third I round. Know. I'm, I'm going to bet that changes. All right, I, so but we'll see. If you're a quarterback needy team yeah. and you're maybe in the – end of the first round, or if you're a quarterback needy team early that could trade back, I mean, what about late first round? Uh, definitely. 
mid first round. I, I I'm I'm a definite there. I, I I think he's a top half of the first round type talent. Wow. If you take away the ACL thing, I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, and obviously I feel a little different about the age thing. Okay, maybe than than some. Yeah. But, you know, I I I. I wow. No. I I again. That size, that athleticism, the decision making, the ability to throw the ball, I think is really, really fucking good, and I think it's definite, definite first round worthy. I mean, in a lot of ways, like let's just put it simple. I like his game more than I do Kenny Pickett's from last year. And again, I'm not trying to be negative on Kenny Pickett's, but if you ask me like what I would like for the NFL and how that's going to translate, I go no. Hooker would be – I want Hooker. That's what I would want. So He might have been number one in your rankings last year then, right? He might have been over Matt Corral. Well, he might, yeah, he might have. You know, I, again, there, there's, you know, there, there's, there's something to like about this kid. And then in, even in big – you know, the Georgia game, hanging in there. There was not a lot of people open, was under pressure a lot. He played solid. There was nothing wrong with his game. They didn't lose that game because of him. Other games down late in the game – you know, doesn't blink, just makes one big throw after another. So I love the everything about him. Like I said, the calmness, the patience yeah. in the pocket, the toughness, and then, of course, the throwing um, is really, really damn good. And off the field, too, and on the field as a leader. You hear a lot of rave reviews about how he is and how he relates to his teammates and and how he handles himself with the media after after the games. And, of course, he does all that because he's significantly older than his teammates there, and so it's like dad yelling at you, so you have to – well, fall in line. The other thing he might have Father a, Hendon. Yeah, right, Father. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me talk to the old wise man in the locker room. <laughs> but the other thing that I think is interesting about him that um uh that, that that I wrote in my notes is like you know, there's some throws where you go, "Oh, I wish he would step on the gas here a little bit more." Or, yeah. "Why doesn't he throw this one a little harder?" Ah, he, j- he got it in, but just barely, right? And I do have a little where I might be. I wrote might be like Deshaun Watson, where, and I meant this and that where he gets to the NFL because one of the things with Watson when he came out is I went, man, a lot of eighty-eight mile per hour balls, ninety power balls. Mm-hmm. Where's the fastball more? Does he have a fastball? Is his arm that strong? Right. And then he got to the NFL and like the first preseason game, I was like, oh my gosh, he just uncorks at every play now. And I think there's, I think Hilker could have a little bit of that, like, oh wait, this is what I got to do to make make it happen in the NFL. Yeah, no doubt, I could push up my miles per hour a little bit and still be accurate. You know, so that was another aspect that you know I think is a little bit of un- untapped for him uh, in some ways. But like I said, effortless power thrower needs to be better at the sl- the slick stuff, the side arms, the screens, you know, different arm angles. I wish the motion was a little different, you know from time to time can lose control of the ball, like I said, just because of that motion overall being too vertical, but can throw it over the line, you know, and his patience and seeing the field are great and his ability to make, you know, accurate power throws is is pretty damn special. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Go for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. A tier two quarterback tier two in quarterback. this draft class for Chris Sims, the number three overall. We're going to tier three right now. Your number four overall quarterback. And I will tell the homies once again, there's only one quarterback for you in tier number there's three. There's only one. So we got a tier three quarterback and a class by himself at number four and that is well this is where we're going anthony richardson florida yeah it's time the freak the beast unleash unleash the beast I don't right think here. people know he's a beast in the, his combine numbers yeah. but the fact that he is 6'4 244 too uh, he's bigger than some of these like defensive studs who are going to be in the draft too. he's he's michael parsons playing quarterback <laughs> i mean that's a, he's a taller michael parsons right. playing quarterback right i mean he's he's cr- he's crazy He's a beast of beasts when it comes to quarterback position. You know, again, the only guy we've ever seen that's even somewhat built like this is Cam Newton. I mean, that's it. Cam Newton's the only guy. So he's one of one in that department. And then, you know, you throw on top of, like, yeah, we know he's a great athlete, but he wants to be a quarterback. You can see that. This is not just like some athlete who they threw in at quarterback. This is a quarterback who's a great athlete, who's just learning still to play quarterback and hasn't got to play a lot. You know, it doesn't look like he's been taught a whole lot, you know, mechanically or, you know, playing recognition of the coverages, you know, different types of plays. So he's at a raw point there, but like not as raw as I thought it was going to be. I I will say that it's less raw than Malik Wallace last year. That puts it into context. And again, Malik couldn't run like this guy. Nor, this guy's arm is off the charts good. So it's a little all over the place here. And this is why he's in a tier by himself, right? Because the other three guys I look to be kind of like safer bets. Is there a little boomer bust here with, with Anthony Richardson? Of course. His, high, his, his ceiling is probably the highest ceiling in the draft. His floor, though, out of the guys we're going to talk to today, it might be the lowest floor, too. Mm. It could be that. But... This is not like, oh, crazy, raw, like, oh, wow, man, you're really taking a chance. Like I said, you know, hey, there's some games and some plays where you go, man, his eyes are all over the place, and I'm not sure what he's looking at, and he's looking at the rush a little too much and all of that. But then there's other games where you go, I mean, he's on the money, and his eyes are right in the perfect spots, and every throw, or not every throw, but most throws are on the money, right? So, yeah, it's not perfect. You're not going to want to rely on him like you would Hendon Hooker or Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud to go, hey, we're looking to throw it 38 times today, yeah. and we need you to be 28 to 38 for three. No. You know, 
this is a guy, the guy where you get him on your team, you go, we're looking to throw it 24 times today, and we want like maybe eight rushes from you, and the threat of your rushes, more rushes, are going to open up other things, let alone like we talked about, get some simple defenses, and you'll continue to develop into these looks as you develop into a better pocket passer and playing the quarterback position that way. I mean, that's the big debate, right? Yeah. How low is the floor? Because yeah. he, he obviously could be dynamic as a running quarterback, and we saw that with Justin Fields. I mean, not, not a great passing offense for Chicago, and Justin Fields has not excelled in that area, but he is one of the more dangerous quarterbacks in the NFL because of all that he does with his athletic exactly. ability. And uh, Man, part of me, and I, I mentioned this with Bryce earlier, and I don't think a whole lot of other people are saying this, but like the floor, right? Like whose floor is scarier if you're an NFL team? Is it Anthony Richardson? Is that he just can never figure out the quarterback position, process the game, and he's he's just a runner only? Or is it that Bryce Young is you know too small to, to play in the NFL? I yeah, I, well yeah, I know it's um. You know, so you're asking me whose floor is? Yeah, I just threw it out there. Yeah, but. well, I think probably his floor is scarier, right? I know one playing I mean, the position just Bryce does so many things. Bryce so does well. everything right the position wise, other yeah. than okay, I'd like to see a few more power throws, but then enough of that. It's just the size thing. Yeah, right? but I'm saying, what if that's such a huge thing? The size is so limiting once he gets in the NFL that I know. Well, and that's where this is tough, and it's yeah. it's nitpicky to like know how much that's going to really affect him. Right, right. Like I was saying, that was one of the things that yeah. I came away going, I'm not sure if this play is going to actually happen in the NFL. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. So there is some of that here, and that's why we're. this is a great time to debate and talk about all this stuff. You know, but, yeah, Richardson, you know, there's definitely going to be some decisions where you're going, what the hell is he thinking there? And then, like, you know, to my point is he just – he still – he needs to be taught a few things on how to use his body the right way in throwing the football. He has too many throws where you just go – like, first off, you go, whoa, amazing throw. Whoa, amazing throw. And then you go, whoa, how did you miss that? Come on. Yeah. You're too good to miss that. Right? You know, and that's just because he's kind of getting it done with just pure natural ability. He has an incredibly flexible arm. Like, insanely. So, he cannot even use his body, and he just cocks his arm, and he can just slingshot at 65 yards. But where it hurts him is the placement of the ball at times. And especially on some of the shorter to intermediate throws, it can't be an all-arm throw all the time there. you got to learn how to use the body, make it more catchable for the guy there. Those are some things there. And then, of course, he watches the rush a little bit, not because he's scared, right? There's plenty of guys in this process where I go, this guy watches the rush because he's scared to death and yeah. I can't stand it. He wants this, to run, maybe. He will, exactly. This guy's looking at it going, wait, anytime I've gotten pressure from this guy, I've gone around the edge and ran for 70 in my whole life. So <laughs> I think I can do that here. There's just some of that. Which, but, which it, yeah. it goes hand in hand with the processing, the, yeah. the game and the passing game, which you've talked about before with some quarterbacks, right. is that when you were that good athletically, you just haven't needed to process. It's like you, don't, you have the ability. You could do it if you needed exactly. to, but you just haven't needed right. to. You've always been able to go, hey, wait, when i got to get out of jail or get out of trouble, my legs are awesome. So yeah. I don't have to go look at, oh, where's number two and number three and number four? You know, like C.J. Stroud does, who might not have the luxury of just turning the corner and running 60 yards, right? Yeah. So, yes, it has to be a little bit of a, a learned process there. Uh, but he does not, like, he is not looking to scramble. That's the one thing. Like, to the point of at times where you go, would you scramble here? Stop sitting in the pocket, like, trying to stay in Johnny quarterback position here sure. and go. And I think he's trying to prove that point. 
Um, but th- that's the one thing I got from the film is, yeah, there's real skills there. We know that. He wants to play it the right way. He does. And then I think when you know that development will come, again, this is where meeting the guy, I wish I could meet him. I wish I could spend some time with him because – if he's the kind of guy where you go, okay, wait, oh, wait, I've been with this guy for a full day here. He's a good guy. He loves the game. I could tell he he wants to work. He's going to work and get better at some of these things. Then you'd be less concerned about some of the things that we're worried about here in his game. Yeah. You know? and, and that's where the meeting in person and him getting up on the, the chalkboard and drawing out plays, that's going to be the last piece of the puzzle to instill confidence in some of these teams that he can do this. Moose Maxwell 31 says to you, and you've mentioned already uh, some of the raw prospects that we've had coming out in, in recent past. He goes, is Anthony Richardson farther along than other raw project quarterbacks like Jordan Love, Trey Lance, Malik Willis? Does playing in the SEC play in his favor? So you probably don't think those quarterbacks he listed there are necessarily similar, but as far as a raw prospect coming out, where does he rank? I I think he's less raw than Malik Willis. Or it's it's right on par with Malik Willis. Okay. But with higher upside athletically. Higher upside for sure. See, where he has a difference than all of these guys is just that you know, the quarterback design run game is going to be a real thing with him, like a real thing, not just like a once-in-a-while type of thing. It can be a consistent, like, oh, we got to worry about this part of their offense with his right. size and, hey, he's great at yeah, – he can lower his shoulder, but he's great at not taking big shots that way, right? So Lance – I like this kid's motion way better than Lance – and Lance played in a really basic offense that dominated and was allowed to run the ball and dominate people that way. But did Lance ever have in a game in college have a game like this kid did against Vanderbilt or like this kid did against Texas A&M? No. Where, you know, pretty much throughout a whole game, it was just one big throw after another and picking apart, you know, some pretty good players on defense on that side of the ball. So... You know, it's it's there's there's a parts of his game that I would say are it's 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 less raw than than Trey Lance's in some ways. It's close there. It's close. It's close to Trey Lance. It's maybe less raw than Malik Willis, and then Jordan Love. It's probably more raw than than Jordan Love. If that uh, answered the question. Yeah, and you okay. like Jordan Love more as a passer coming out. I did. Of, of I the did. Draft yeah, he too, had, and he had were, some things he had to work on for sure. You were in love, uh, kind of, with Love, who. Um, yeah, get a well, shot was, this year yeah, finally. So right. if you're a team in the uh, in the uh, draft higher up, are you thinking He's do you a, have to Yeah. Do you have to have a specific offense in mind for Anthony Richardson? Well, I think so to a degree. So does that throw out some teams? Does well, that limit his I don't think possible so. landing spots. I think it's an overblown topic. Now one, like Okay. Stroud goes to the Panthers. Yep. Young goes to the Texans. Number four sitting there is the Indianapolis Colts. Do I think it's crazy to, you know, obviously I like Hendon Hooker, but do I think it's crazy for them to think like Anthony Richardson there with Shane Steichen who just ran this damn offense with Jalen Hurts? I, no, not at all. You know, and again, one thing that I, for, for at, Addie M. 27. I love saying her name today or his name or, or his. whoever. <laughs> Great listener. Yeah. Homie, homet, whatever. Yeah. Is that 
you know, where was I going to go with that? That that um, uh, I blanked out on what I was how I was going to finish that the running quarterbacks and well, success in the NFL. Yeah, well, I reevaluated myself from her, that question there yes. a little bit, and that hey, wait, wait. You know these guys are showing they they you know they can develop a little bit quicker and better than I maybe give them credit for or maybe they could twenty years ago, you know. So, you know we're seeing quarterbacks get in the league and develop quick and fix some of these mechanical issues faster than ever before, and I think this guy's got it in him to do it. From what I've seen, it's a natural thrower, and like I said, he wants to play in the pocket and throw the football that way. It's just going to be yeah, he needs more playing, more reps. But when you get in the NFL too, Ahmed, really sometimes it can become simpler, you know, and more concise. Because, like, again, it's just like, hey, all there is is football. There's no school. Hey, we're going to – here's ten plays. We're going to get really good at them, and then we're going to have the right formula off of them. You know, it's like we talked about with, like, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. It's hard to be right after a while. They've got to answer for everything, even though it's not a ton variety of plays at one point early in the year. And then it expanded as we went along. But that's where it could be, and that's where he's going to have value. And, um, yeah, I want to make sure that I don't miss anything here. But we can always go Columbo. Yeah. One more thing if you ever feel the need to do that. Yeah, I mean, any you know, point. hey, has a tendency to stay on one guy a little bit too long? At the end of the year, I started to see that disappear, though, more and more. You know, where, you know, again, a big arm guy looking to lock onto a guy. I'm going to fit it in there. I'm going to fit sure. it in there, right? Doing a little bit of that. Um, but no, I think yeah, you, I you think hit, I think you I hit, hit a lot off. of it there. And we yeah. will go ahead and uh, react to the homies' reactions to your top five on Wednesday. So if there's anything that we leave out yeah, here okay, cool. today, we can go ahead and, uh, and do that Wednesday. So now it's time for the final tier that you have evaluated here. The tier number four. Tier. And you have broken the rules of math because you have put six quarterbacks in your top five. Yeah, I couldn't help it. There's one guy here that we're going to hit on in a minute that I didn't want to leave him out of the top five because he deserves to be in this conversation. And if we made him at number six, it wouldn't have the same value. So I did not want to do that, and I thought he was every bit worthy of being in this top five conversation. So, yeah, I'm cheating this year. So I'll say that the guy that that people expect to hear in this tier, and they are right, yeah. is the quarterback from Kentucky, Will Levis. Right. He is tied for fifth. We'll get to him in a second right? because everyone's talking about him. I don't think as many people are talking about this next guy who you feel deserves to be tied with Will Levis in the draft rankings, and that quarterback is... DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, UCLA. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I, I will, What's not to like about DTR? You know, here's just a base level, just a base level argument, okay? Just to, like, throw it out there to say he belongs. He's taller than Bryce Young. He's faster than Bryce Young. I think his arm might be stronger than Bryce Young. He plays the position of quarterback right up there with the top guys in the sport. I mean, he, he can do everything. So I don't know. Can he have a little? He has a little bit of a long windup. He can be a, maybe doesn't see the field as well as C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, right? All of that. He plays smaller than six two. I'll say that too. But damn, after that, I don't know what else to say. I would argue that going through reads and seeing the field, other than Stroud and Young, he's the next, the next best one of the group. You know, even maybe better than Hendon Hooker in that department, right? So his arm is better than Bryce Young's, like I said, and more in lines with like Hendon Hooker. No, nobody's CJ Stroud in this, but yeah. And then again, 
you know, reading the field, pro offense, getting to see him diagnose coverages and go through reads. Yeah, okay, I'm going to put Stroud and Young ahead of that, but like in third would be DTR once again. So that's where I don't really get it. I don't. His mechanics are great. His feet is great. And he's got a really natural fluid motion just like Stroud and Bryce Young. So I'm just shocked that there's – I look at lists and, like, there's 15 quarterbacks. And this kid's 13. And I'm going, what? This kid's got starting quarterback NFL traits. There's no way. And to me, yeah, he's a guy that I could see late first round – team going you know we'll trade up into the round so we can get them for that fifth year option mm. something like that maybe early in day two in the second round I don't know but I think he deserves to be in this conversation I really do yeah, he's certainly not being projected there right now I think he's projected as being a maybe round six or even seven quarterback we're yeah. talking Skylar Thompson Brock Purdy territory last I'm, year I'm shocked by that I know um so maybe some of the things that people are seeing here he is six two but he's only 203 pounds right. so he's a, a skinnier yeah he taller is. quarterback, right? Uh, but was a four-star recruit out of high school in Las Vegas. There, his age turns twenty-four in November. Age, as you've said, not yeah. as big a concern for you, but he has been a five-year starter at UCLA. He was granted that extra year of eligibility due to COVID, so he's had a lot of reps in the same situation for a long time, and so that would be I know a red flag, not a red flag. But, I know it's funny, but a concern that. That's why he's been so good. But it looks so good in some of those games. He'll tell me about maturity and reps here in another week and tell me how important that is. And I go, well, he's really mature and has reps. And then I go, well, he's great, but he's a little too old for the have the, oh, okay. There's always a stipulation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get it. I think that's overboard. I, I like the fact that, oh, he's played a lot of football and he's experienced and he's mature and he's seen a lot of things. Yeah. And again, I mean, are we inking them to 15-year deals right off the bat? I thought we are just signing these guys for four or five years, and then we'll reevaluate then. Yeah. I don't know what the big deal is being made of a little bit, you know? So, and, damn, I mean, back in the day, weren't all the quarterbacks coming out in the draft 23, 24? I mean, shit. A lot of them were. So um, he had – did he have Chip Kelly all his whole career? No, I think he had Chip. How long has Chip been Well, there? Chip last two for sure, right? It might have been three. Okay. Right? And Chip Kelly's offense is good. Yeah, could it's be longer. Expanded. Could be longer than any offensive coordinator he has in his NFL career. <laughs> well, it could be right, <laughs> right. Um, but man, you know, the other thing too is you, you get to see him run a lot of pro style schemes and concepts where you go, whoa, okay, he can do it. He gets it. You know, there, there's really other than the size thing again a little bit. Yeah, the frail body scares me. Right, he. Natural thrower, but does have a tendency to get maybe a little too baseball-y and let his arm drop at times. And can get a little too just like, I'm going to sling the ball around the yard a little bit and maybe a hair careless of decisions. But not like crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, if I remember. You know, Got a little, little lucky. USC, shit, he threw six interceptions in two out of his last three games. So that that's what sucks too. Got a little lucky on some of them in the USC game, you know. Had some things there, but yeah, I I don't understand uh, why the guy's not getting more hype. And just like what I was trying to explain to you there, can play the position and then has the physical traits to go off of it. Um, I, I think it's pretty damn impressive. Chip was there all five years. It was all five. It is guaranteed it that he will have Chip Kelly as the longest tenured coach of his career <laughs> because there is no way uh, he is getting that run with an OC or maybe even a head coach in his NFL career. That's interesting. That's your, that's, 
as much as Hendon Hooker is is a little bit off the board, uh, that one is two for you, but you make a lot of good points about what maybe people have just dismissed, and he's not in that conversation of a top quarterback and well, hasn't it's been for funny. a while. Well, I, I just don't like how like some arguments get used for some guys and don't get for others. Like Chip Kelly's a negative, and whoa, he did good things, but Nick Saban and Bill Alabama aren't, aren't a negative. Like yeah. He overcame those. And I, again, I'm not trying to be negative on anybody there. I'm just saying like, yeah, there's like these talking points every year where I go, wait, wait, last year this was a talking point. This year it's the same thing, but nobody wants to use that. Ex- nobody wants to get on this guy for that, Yeah, right? Yeah, if, you know, you like, like, if you like a guy, you just back into right. uh, justifications. Like and- Zach Wilson, people were making a, like his, his, oh, man, he's not a big guy. 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 Shit, they talked about him not being a big guy more than they talk about Bryce Young not being a big guy, and he's a giant compared to Bryce Young. So that's where I just, you know, I don't understand it. But, yeah, the DTR thing, I I mean, it's one of those where I got done watching the film a little bit and just going, wait, is there something I don't know about this kid? Like, is there, is he, did did he do something? Did he get in trouble at some point in his life? Like, what, how could he not be in this conversation? The guy can play quarterback. He's got starting quarterback traits, and uh, you get to see it over and over with what he did at UCLA. So he is in tier number four for you. We got one more quarterback. Yeah. And here's the one that I guess is going to surprise people the most. Here's your, you're lower on, so you're higher on DTR. You're yeah. higher on Hendon Hooker. Yeah. You're maybe slightly higher on C.J. Stroud than some of the people out there. You are definitely lower on this player. Yeah. Your tied for fifth quarterback is? Is Will Levis, Kentucky. Okay. Right? And, and again, I like Will Levis. And I'm totally, totally in the reality of, like, Will Levis could certainly go in the top 10, 12 picks of the draft, right? I'm totally, I get it. A little bit, again, to me, he's got a little bit of the boom-bust factor here. Um, He does. And maybe even less of a bust just because of, like, Richardson's ability to run and do that. Yeah. You know, that's where I give him a, you know, a little bit of an advantage, but... You know, with Levis, first off, the positives are, yeah, his size, his toughness, it's off the charts, you know. I mean, his body is rocked up, and I'm going to say it's too rocked up. Oh. Do you hear me? I like rocked up bodies. Too rocked up. Bothers me. It's a little too mm-hmm. tight and muscle-bound. Got to rock down. Well, yeah. Just tell me how many great quarterbacks you've seen that are rocked up through your time in life. Like, tell me what the great quarterbacks are that are rocked up, that had guns like he did at the Combine. None. Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn and Tim Tebow. Exactly right. Right. Would not be the poster childs I would want to be named after hmm. as far as if I was trying to be a quarterback. Right. So that I don't love that. But toughness. He is a good athlete. And here, don't get me wrong here. You take his 10 best throws, his 20 best throws. They're up there with anybody. It's like, oh, whoa, laser show. Right. He can. He can throw in lasers like C.J. Stroud or Richardson. The problem is there's just – it's too few and far between. You know, you heard me talking a little bit before the podcast started. It's just a little too all over the place. The ball itself and the mechanics, both of it. And out of, the, out of his decision-making, he's kind of towards the bottom of the list in that department too. Hmm. You know, I think you put him and Richardson out of the guys we talked about today as the bottom of the department in the in – the, the decision-making process, right? So there's that, you know. And then, yeah, what I talk about with the inconsistencies and throws and 
you know, even seeing the field, I don't love all the time. But yeah, the the mechanics and the inconsistencies there bother me too. He's too flicky. It the motion's a little all over the place every throw. He tries to do it all with his hips, and I don't even really know how to explain it. The ball can come out very low and sidearm, and there's no. What I, it's like he wants to create a separation between his upper and lower half, but then it doesn't reconnect, and he just kind of lets it fly through. And it's just like, man, like a little bit what I said with Richardson before, where there's just too many throws where you go, damn, you're, you're too good to miss that throw. How do, how do we miss the five-yard shallow cross by, you know, two yards, right? So there's some of that. Or even if it's completed, it's a little off target. And then doesn't have maybe the – natural feel in the pocket that the other guys do and I mean all of them I think they all have better feel than he does in the pocket hmm. even Richardson there in that department Richardson's good in the pocket you know like I said he's to the point sometimes where I'm like run you're a freak run right so there's there's that as well that that um I think you know bothers me in, in that department yeah. and unlike the other guys especially the top guys right when we get into Stroud and Bryce Young and Hooker you know, I'm also into, hey, things aren't perfect, right? And like I talked about, there's like a 10-yard crosser and your feet are a little cockeyed and, okay, you're not going to be able to get your shoulder in the perfect throw, but you just got to get it done. He's open and you got to get it on there and get the ball. I don't care if it's a perfect spiral or whatever. Just get it done with your athletic ability, your hand, your arm, and get it out there. Right. Those guys all do it. Hooker, Young, Stroud, like consistently easy. He misses that element a little bit right just way oh just the ability to play and get it done a little there is not as good as as those guys in that department despite all that yeah i know you, still you did not good. you did not want to leave him out of the top five no you created another spot for well, him why well, well him and dtr i didn't know where to go here because his potential is greater than dtr's it is you know and i know there's a part of me that goes man that offense sucked there and he couldn't be protected so there's a lot of that as well, right? You know, but people that have him high, Chris, yeah. to your point, yeah. say that the offense was a mess last year. They had less talent last they year. They did. Look at his 2021 tape. It's sure. a whole lot better. And if you see that one, you're more convinced Definitely of what he can is. be. Definitely is. I, and there, there's, there's something to that. Still some of the same problems I saw, though, when I went back last year, too, with some of the you know, inconsistencies in the throws and the motions. Still some, every game, some eye-popping throws. Mm-hmm. But every game, just a bunch of throws where you go, oh, I mean, how do you underthrow that go route? You got him. You got the strongest arm in college football. How do we underthrow that? Why does he get a stop? Why is it the jump ball now? It's just, and that's because it's the motions all over the place. The mechanics are all over the place. But his ceiling is high. And, you know, I know he's a smart kid, but I can't lie from your point, what you just said there. There's a few times where I wrote in the notes like, is is he the problem with the offense? Do they not trust him to do more? You know, are they so because you can get in the second quarter and be like, "This is the fifth time I've seen this play. It's the second quarter." Hmm. Like, is that partly because of him? I don't know that again, and I don't. But I, those are things I wonder. I don't know. And then, like I said in the combine with the mechanics too. Remember in the combine, I was like, the feet were they're like segmented. They're not always in rhythm with how he's throwing the football. He'll get to the top of the drop and stand there flat footed, and then. As he's getting ready to throw, decide he wants to hitch and get his legs into it. Or sometimes he steps backwards. Or sometimes the foot 
goes in the bucket. You know, there's just a little bit of that that scares me a little bit, let alone with his feel in the pocket, the natural intuition to just get it done, right? And then the inconsistencies in the mechanics, that's why I got him tied for number five. But I also want to say, would I be shocked in a few years if, like, we went here in three years from now? You're like, hey, he's a starting quarterback. He got it all together. Hmm. He figured it all out, and he put it together, and he's a, he's a really good starting quarterback. No, I wouldn't be shocked. And I think all these guys have that chance to be that. His is just, you know, a little all over the, all over the place. It's raw, and it's few and far between as far as the big-time high-level throws. Yeah, I think we have his heat map. You talked about – you know, the the routes and the plays and there wasn't a whole lot of variety, perhaps. Yeah. Was that him? Was that uh, was that the coaching staff? Was that the talent around him? So here's the heat map. It seems like quite a few behind the line of scrimmage, middle of the field, not very few outside the numbers, which is surprising for a quarterback with his arm strength, I guess. It, it is. You know, they just – the offense didn't lend itself to that a whole lot. So that was the big thing. It's a little bit, again – a little of that San Francisco 49ers scheme that they were running. Sure. Where a lot of that is over the middle. You know, but to that too, I don't think he's the greatest in that department as far as being able to trust where the ball is going to go in some of those. The power is not the problem. He can throw a laser on a 20-yard out route, sure. But it just can be a little bit all over the place as far as the location of that football. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, I you know that that's definitely that's one that's again the evaluators are going to have to decipher when they talk to him and all that. Is this the offense? Was this you? You know, and and kind of get a feel for where his mind was and and that whole system and and what the plays they were calling there. But yeah, it didn't help him. And like I said, out of all the quarterbacks too, he's the least protected. I do want to make sure I give him credit in that department. You know, that's the one thing I do like about him. Uh, you know, I don't want to say one thing. It's yeah. one of the positives that I really like about it. I didn't mean <laughs> yeah. to come out like that. Yeah. Is that he played NFL football from the standpoint of he had a people in his face and he take, took a lot of hits, you know, all year long. And that will be life in the NFL unless you're playing for, you know, two or three teams in, in the league. And if you're new to this pod, you, you had to correct yourself there and say, I like more than just one thing about it. Uh, oftentimes you react to to when the love has gone too far, the hate has gone too far, yeah, you know. Right. And so it's like Will Levis obviously still is, is high on your list here, is in tier number four for you. But perhaps some of the love out there for him that we've heard. And I, and I do think people are a little skeptical of that season last year. And so I don't think you're necessarily way off base or out of bounds with your ranking of will here. I, I feel like it's just a little all potential based. Okay. It's a little that's where it's all from. Strong arm. Matthew Stafford is a comp for arm strength that, I, that I've heard out there. Sure. I get that. It's not Matthew Stafford though as far as it's like I mean I, Matthew Stafford coming out. I can still remember his last year at Georgia. Just I was going damn this guy's the number one pick. Yeah. I mean he's just slinging it around everywhere and it's on the money. You know so yeah from I know what they mean in theory but it's not that yeah. And see, that's what I mean. Too many people are putting into the potential. Oh, it's Josh Allen. And I want to go, no. You know, again, Josh Allen, some of these throws there, they were incomplete, but they were on the money. They weren't like this, right? Yeah. They might have been the greatest decision, or it might have, you know, he threw it through a 40-mile-per-hour wind and it went off the receiver's face, right? Yeah. These are like, no, the target was missed. Period. There's some different. There's a difference in that. Not all incompletions are created equal. Since, and then I think, like yeah. I said, the natural, the, the, probably the least elusive out of the group, and the natural field plays were probably the least. And 
I think with that and like like I said, the the accuracy and consistencies are probably what led me to to put him where I put him. I can't believe I missed this from before too, since we're still in tier four. And uh, Will Levis shares this with Dorian Thompson Smith. Pete, I see we have here some pro day film of DTR. Is there anything instructive there? I can't believe I, I, I just skipped I over that. I didn't let's see. Let's look it either, at it. So see let's if we can check it out. Evaluate yeah. this DTR one more thing. You said one more thing. All right, Chris, what do you explain? What you're seeing here? Well, you know, again, one thing you'll see from him is body and position almost perfectly all the time. I mean, you can kind of even tell just by what you're watching right here, Ahmed, right? Yeah. I mean, legs are always in a good spot, right? You could see there, you know, it's smooth, it's released. But, hey, if we can rewind oh, just no. a little bit. Not well, only are we showing the here, video, now we're trying to rewind. If you can, well, watch how the motion can get long at times. Like, uh. it was just a little long there. That one's not as bad. He throws this next one, though. You know, that would be one where I, at times, not this one, it's the next one on the back. You'll see him throw to his right where you do see this happen at times, and that can lead to the ball maybe being a little inaccurate, you know, him just slinging it around a little too much in that department. But, you know, that's nitpicky. And, again, it's a pretty easy fix. You can shorten somebody's motion. You know, what you can't do is give them the strength and the feel the guy has. And, you know, that's, again, where I get into it. I just go, man, there's not a lot of negatives about DTR's game. I don't know what everybody's, you know, looking at there. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Ladies and gentlemen, we have done it. We did it, baby. Chris Sims has produced his 2023 draft quarterback rankings here on the Chris Sims Unbutton podcast. It's a huge day. It's one of the. It's one that I highlight on the calendar. Marquee day. Marquee Thank day. You so, much. so I think we have a uh, a graphic just to sum it all up here. Ooh, here it is. Already with the players in there and everything. I love just it. Clip that off, and it's separated by the tiers too. I like. We're taking it, it to another level. Another this level year. this year. That's what we're doing. But yeah, I mean, again, I think all these guys are first round prospects. I think they all. They won't all go in the first round. Probably not. DTR. DTR is the, the only one you. that I would say is not going to go in the first round. I, and the other five, I think, are a guarantee. You think Hendon, you would, oh, you're going to guarantee Hendon Hooker's the first round I think when it's all quarter. said and done, they're going to go, wait, how many guys out there that are 6'3 and change that can throw it like this and make decisions and be unaffected by people around you, uh, uh, you know, in the league? And they're going to go, damn, there's not many. That's right. We got to put this guy in there. Now, I know the ACL throws that into it, but. I, I think I would be shocked if Hendon Hooker doesn't end up going in the first round when wow. all this is said and done. Wow. I really would be. So we'll see where it goes. DTR is the one I don't know, and maybe you know, maybe there's something that I'm not seeing. But uh, I really like these six quarterbacks in here on the way out, and I know we're going to hit more of this stuff on Wednesday. Yeah. I do want to give love to one other guy that I think needs to be – gets Max Duggan from TCU. Okay. Okay, he doesn't make the top six. 
But damn, I mean, Max Duggan's got some traits about him that are real deal Holyfield. First off, we know he's a good athlete. His arm is way more explosive than I know I gave it credit for. Mm. It really is. And again, he's another guy that's, yeah, he's playing a little backyard and by the, you know, flying by the seat of his pants a little bit. But wow. I mean, he's not a reckless decision maker. And it is a lot of big time plays and throws and grittiness and toughness. And man, I liked his game a lot. So I just wanted to give him some love on the way out. That's, and I yeah. wanted some more other guys on, on Wednesday. Looking at his draft profile here on NFL.com, it says candidate for bottom of the roster or practice squad. Yeah, I just, I don't know how that happens. I mean, wow. It's just ran four five. He's, you know, above 210 pounds. And. His arm, like I was saying, it's a quick release, and it pops out. And he can make game-changing throws. You know, I look at him and go, if Sam Howell was drafted in the fourth last year, or maybe that was the fifth, to me he's, he's better than Sam Howell. Hmm. So that's where I'd go. His arm is definitely better than Sam Howell, and he's a better athlete. So that's where I, I think when this is all said and done and he gets evaluated, I think you're going to hear his name towards the top half of the draft a lot more, too. Anyone else you want to give love to? Or should we save it for Wednesday? We'll save it. Let's see. Those are the big ones. I think those are the ones that deserve the most love. All right, that's it. We we have done it. We have completed it. And overall, just hearing you talk about it, yeah. I mean, it seems like head and shoulders, like this was draft better class was better right? than last year. Yeah. And you know, maybe not the top-end Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson from before, but you, you like a lot of these guys. I like these You think guys. some of these guys are difference makers that could potentially one day break in right. to the Chris Sims top 40, top 10 yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL, you right. think? Yeah. Is that, well, that yeah, potential I, I with some there, of these guys? There is. There, there's, you know, the interesting thing is with this group is Stroud's the only perfect one to me. Yeah. But the other five all have things to really, really like about their game. That if they reach their potential. Exactly. And the things they have to fix are not like, oh, my gosh, this is a huge fix or a huge problem. Yeah. To where, yeah, like you said, if they reach their potential, they, they certainly could be something and be hanging around the league for a long time and one day even get the great glory of being in the Chris Sims <laughs> top five of the top 40 quarterback countdown. All right, so, homies, you've heard the list. There it is. Draft prospects, you've seen the list. So if you are one of the people that Chris talked about today, feel free to mention us on Twitter and throw a question at us, and we'll talk about it on Wednesday. No doubt about it. We'll be here Wednesday. We'll unpack this even more. Please keep sending in the questions. You know where to find us. Subscribe, rate, review, and we'll continue to unpack the draft as a whole as we go along, along with all the big stories around the NFL. But I hope everybody enjoyed the the one and only draft quarterback ranking. You know me. Maybe I make a tweak. Okay, as we go on and make a guy two or three that was four or four that was three. But most years, I pretty much stand pat from where I'm at. I hope everybody enjoyed it, understood the things I said. Please send in the questions. Like you said, Ahmed, thanks for driving the ship as always. Congratulations oh. to, to your team and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. What a special moment, Super you guys. Bowl. I think they're going to ban- hang a banner uh, yeah, up on the we've, stadium. We've we won. signed Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, no matter what happens at this point forward, we've won. Be good, everybody. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Clap it up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.